when I got this first big brand deal for tens of thousands of dollars for very minimal amount of work and I saw that money going to my bank account, I'm like, holy crap, what if I like rinse and repeat it? Yeah. And so then I really became a student of short form vertical content. What clicked for you that you decided to share these stories? There's actually a story behind how I started my podcast that's a supernatural story. What kept you going? Because 100 episodes is not easy, right? Like I'm sure like there were nights that you would come home tired and you're like, man, I have to record, right? Or I have to document this. Like, what do I got to lose? I'm, I'm single. I don't have a wife. Uh, I don't have children. I don't, I have time. I already have the equipment. So I was like, as an entrepreneur, I was like, I wanted a creator like challenge. We might need to go for a drive on some cornfields <laughs> to see if we get some, some, some sort of vision like this. Oh, man, it's absolutely amazing. I love it. Like I wake up every morning and I'm like, I can't believe I get to do this every day. Like I, I so absolutely cool. love it. Got so some fresh hey, I'm Luis. And this is Fonzie. Welcome to the Content is Profit podcast. In here, you're going to get the insights, accountability and drive to create consistently and increase revenue. You'll hear from top entrepreneurs, creators and anything and everything you need to know about content, all this while having a good time. The goal of this podcast is simple, entertain, educate, and turn your content into profit. That's right, baby. We got the kiddos. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Hey, welcome back. Happy Monday as we're recording this. Towards the end of the year, we have a few weeks left. That is insane. And uh, Fonzie, we have a special guest today. I know. What can you tell me about him? He's a uh, he's a good friend, you know. <laughs> Met him a while back. <laughs> actually, he was introduced to us by Justin Moore, Ooh. who came. Actually, I think he was the last episode. Yeah. And he was quick to recommend today's guest. He said, "You guys need to have him on the show. He's one to have a super niche down podcast." He had a whole career building a business prior to that, <laughs> did a podcast about the industry, and now he is a full-time content creator. I love it. Once he told me the story, once I met him, you know, for our super random 11-minute <laughs> call, I was mind blown, and I said, we need to have you on the podcast, and I can be more excited yeah. about it. Guys, I also have a surprise. If you're listening, you should go watch the video, because we also have a surprise fourth guest. Sponsor's mustache. And, uh, <laughs> yes, yes, I, I totally forgot. I, you know, I'm already desensitized about it. But yeah, I did shave the beard after uh, a time, long time. After years. It's the first time ever well, I did this so, stash. So weird. Anyways, <laughs> well, we're going to have to do an episode just you, the mustache, uh, and me. That's okay. Future uh, special guest. Yes. Stash. Awesome. Well, uh, Justin, again, thank you for the for the intro. And now we're ready to rock and roll. Right, Fonz? You want to bring the, bring our guest on? That's right. Without further ado, guys, please. Paul Jameson! <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Paul, welcome to the show! What's up, y'all? Oh my gosh, Paul, I am uh, I got secondhand embarrassment here with my brother right. pressing all the buttons. I was like, God, so excited, let's go, DJ mode, here we go. <laughs> Paul, how you doing, my friend? Good, I, I love your guys' energy. <laughs> Appreciate it, thank you, thank you, dude. It's been, it was amazing to, you know, meeting you the other day on our super random 11-minute call. And I was very impressed at your journey. And then, you know, checking your social media, seeing you as a full-time creator is very exciting, especially when you have such a niche-down podcast because a lot of people think they need this massive audiences, right? Which now at this point, yes, you have built a pretty significant audience, but I'm sure it wasn't always like that. 
So why don't we start, first of all, who's Paul and what was the business that you have before starting, you know, your journey as a full-time creator? Yeah, totally. So my name is Paul. I'm here in the ATL. And uh, in 2011, I was broke, busted, and disgusted uh, straight out of a college. And I-, I was really struggling financially. And so my rent payment was $928 a month. And every month I was doing whatever I could to, to mm. scrape together the money to pay the $928. I was doing Craigslist. I I'd see a mattress on the side of the street and I'd put it on Craigslist for 50 bucks and I'd sell it. And then I would do, um, I was flinging vitamins out of my trunk. Uh, and eventually I found out, uh, that I could cut that grass and make that cash. So I started mowing lawns in the spring of 2011 and just because out of desperation, I needed to make money. And so I started cutting that grass, making that cash and I actually enjoyed it. It It was therapeutic to, you know, make someone's lawn look nice. And then long story short, I started doing that more and more often and I wasn't able to make enough money to do it full time. So I was working at Caraba's Italian uh, restaurant in the evenings, but I'd go mow grass all day. Uh, And because I didn't know, I was never an entrepreneur before. I didn't know my worth. I didn't know the market. I didn't know my numbers. I wasn't charging enough and it wasn't efficient as as I should have been. So the first couple of years were, I, I called myself Chuck in the truck. I just, I was an amateur lawn mowing guy and, uh, you know, I'd go work at the restaurant at night just to make ends meet. But then after a few years, I really got locked in and I, and I really started turning a profit and I really, you know, started working in some high end homes and, and making, you know, substantial amount of money, uh, doing lawn care and then adding landscape enhancements onto that. Uh, so then in 2018, I started a podcast uh, while I'm running my business full time, I just started a podcast whenever I could, uh, just kind of sharing my journey as a glorified Chuck in the truck. I just started sharing on my podcast. Hey, you know, here's what happened at sweet Sue's house today. And, and, you know, here's what happened, uh, on, you know, at, at uh, Randy's yard. And, and I learned this lesson from it. And all of a sudden people started, you know, enjoying my, my lawn care stories. <laughs> and, uh, the show started gaining traction and, and, and then, uh, it really started taking off uh, and, and became a lot of times is in the top 100 in the, the U.S. podcast for the business and, you know, over a million audio downloads a year wow. talking about my lawn care business. It was <laughs> absolutely wild. So that uh, that's amazing. Paul, I'm I'm very curious. Actually, random fact, we had an awesome entrepreneur that now he's pretty big in the podcasting industry, I would say. And he also used to, you know, lawn, you know, go out and uh, model lawn. Is that how you say it? Yeah, model lawn. And uh, so I'm thinking to myself out here, I might need to go out there and, you know, <laughs> cut, go out and cut some grass. Because when we used, when we started our entrepreneurial journey, I mentioned before the call, we actually, you know, decided we were, one of the ideas was to have a lawn mowing company. We did a flyer, you know, it's like $25 for your whole yard. Uh, You know, clearly wasn't going to work out very well for $25 per yard. Uh, Yeah. And it was three of us. So talk about, you know, learning about your value and all that stuff. We didn't go with that because we early on realized we didn't enjoy cutting grass because our house 
Oh my gosh, that thing was we, a jungle. We used to live in a, in a seven-bedroom seven house, bedroom right, house. A, right after college, and it was like, you know, me, my wife, uh, and then uh, some of our roommates, and uh, and Fonzie, three dogs, so we would take turns. Like, it was like once a month, each one of us, like, will cut the grass, and we're like, yeah, this is not probably the thing that we really want to do, and then <laughs> we decided to do a screen printing business instead, yeah. and then, uh, you know, off, off we went. So, uh, <laughs> what I wanted to ask here, you know, that random reference was... At what point exactly or what clicked for you that you decided to share these stories, that you decided to start a podcast? Because I I see how, you know, during your work, right, going out there into other people's yards, I can see how podcasting would be a good option to spend your time, right? Because, you know, you, you're just walking around, you know, doing your job and maybe you want to engage the mind in some other ways and you pop in a podcast and you start listening to it, right? And that's actually what happened to the previous guest. But how do you go from listening to, maybe I should start my own podcast, especially in this industry? I'm extremely curious about that. Yeah, well, there's actually a story behind how I started my podcast that's a supernatural story. In August of 2018, I was running my lawn care business full time. I was, I was in the weeds, just super behind with, you know, serving my customers and I was busy. And my buddy, Brian Ring up in Minneapolis, uh, he called me and he said, hey, we have an extra commercial lawnmower. These things are expensive. Th th these lawnmowers are over 10,000 bucks for a good one. That can be a lot, a lot of money. Yeah. Um, and he's like, I have a uh, trailer that we're not using anymore and I have this really nice lawnmower. So uh, if you get a one-way flight up to Minneapolis, uh, rent a rent a truck or U-Haul or whatever. You can you can take it back to Atlanta, and I'll give it to you for free. A, wow. a very expensive commercial lawnmower, yeah. uh, and uh, he just it was awesome. Uh, and and a trailer. So I was like, I'm so busy, but I I can't refuse a yeah. a really nice piece of equipment like that that's going to help me in my business and a, and a nice trailer. Uh, so that was outfitted for a landscaping business. So I flew up to Minneapolis. This was August, uh, 2018. And uh, they have really bad mosquitoes in, in uh, <laughs> Minnesota in, in August. And I was like itching like crazy with these mosquitoes. And then, and I, I load up the U-Haul with the, the mower, the trailer. I wake up really early the next morning. It's a long drive from, from um, Minnesota back to Georgia. So I'm driving through Minneapolis in the morning. I'm, I'm, the sun's rising. I'm driving through Wisconsin. And then, then I go through Illinois, past Chicago. I'm about two hours into Illinois in the middle of the cornfields. And I'm driving this U-Haul with the trailer behind me. And uh, I was so busy running my landscaping business, for, you know, since 2011, I never really got to like leave Atlanta and like think for a day or just like, yeah, I was just in the grind of running my business. And it, it was like therapeutic just to get away for a day and just drive this U-Haul was, was therapeutic. Mm. I'm driving down the highway and I literally have a vision. So now it's like, I'm wide awake driving, but I'm watching in, uh, I don't know how to explain it, but I, I'm watching uh, people, they're driving in their trucks and I can see behind them and I'm watching them and they're listening to me talk about business through their CD player on their truck. And I'm watching this. Wow. And then the scene shifted and I could see men in like a shop warehouse type place where you would have landscaping equipment where you would uh, yeah. uh, repair your equipment and stuff. A shop, we call it in, in the lawn care business. I'd see men in their shop and on their like CD player boombox thing, my voice is coming out talking about business nuggets, talking about growing a business. And this happened multiple people and they were in different cities and they were different looking men. 
in different trucks, different shops, and they yeah. were listening to me. <laughs> and then the vision ended and I heard a voice say to me, truly driving down the highway. So now the vision ended, but a voice spoke to me and said, if you build it, they will listen. And I, I heard that as clear as day. Yeah. And so I was like, oh my gosh. And uh, I'm in Illinois, there's cornfields all around me. And I knew the baseball movie, if you build the baseball field, the people will come play baseball. Field of and dreams. I was, that, yeah, Field of Dreams is in Iowa. I was in Illinois, but it looked like Iowa because the cornfield. <laughs> And so I was like, if you listen, and I just saw it, I just saw all these men listening to me talk about business. So I get back to um, Atlanta the next couple of days. I talked to my buddy who is a YouTuber and I told him about this vision. I said, Hey, I had a vision and I be, I believe I should, uh, I should share my, I should share a podcast. I was like, what do you think? And podcasting wasn't big in 2018. I mean, Joe Rogan was cranking them out, but it was not the craze it is now. It was, it just wasn't. And so he's like, yeah, go for it. And I was like, well, what, what should I call it? And in, in our lawn care landscaping world, we're called the green industry because yeah. of the grass, whatever that's called the green industry. So I was like, he's like green industry podcast. We're at Waffle House. I was telling him about this. He's, he's like, just call it the green industry podcast. Don't overthink it. And so I made a commitment to him and, and to myself. I was like, okay, I'll make a hundred episodes uh, and see what happens. And so I started cranking them out and uh, I just started it. And the first few, please don't go back and listen to them. They're hor- <laughs> horrible. Uh, the first like 20 or 30 episodes were horrible. And uh, so I started cranking them out and I had a friend who was an audio production and radio. And I asked him a question. I said, Hey, I said, my podcast doesn't sound good. Can you like help me? And he's like, yeah, I, I can master it for you and make it sound all good. So, so then he uh, started editing my podcast and, and then it sounded world-class. He added the intro outro music yeah. and the bumper music and made it sound full. And, and it, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there in the corner of my bedroom recording it, but it sounds like I'm at some grand studio or whatever. And so I, I made a goal to hit a hundred episodes and I did it. And I was probably around like episode 90 and my first sponsor reached out to me and wanted to pay me money to run an ad on my show. I couldn't believe it. I was like, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, so that was 2018 wow. into 2019. And then in 2020, I was like, well, what would happen if I, if I make an episode every single day? And, and I started doing that in 2020 and the show took off and, and, uh, you know, it was ranked 50, 60, 70th in the, the, Amazing. the business the charts. world. Yeah. The charts and, and, uh, you know, over a million downloads yeah. per year, just talking about running a lawn care business, like that laser focused niche show. That's so amazing. But yeah. like, uh, you know, huge congrats on consist on your consistency and your yes. commitment, right? Like uh, we see it every single day. And uh, there's a lot of people that want results real fast without thinking about like really what the commitment is going to look like. And, uh, you know, we're not near like what your numbers are doing, but, you know, we've also done like pretty well on our side and gave us a, a ton of opportunities but it was because of that commitment to consistency. We're like, hey, we're gonna be doing three times a week for as long as possible, right? Like that was like our, our mentality, right? Still going, still bringing amazing conversations. And uh, on, on your side, like, uh, like, just like the that vision, like as an entrepreneur too, right? Like I'm also a, a dreamer, like in my, in my side personally, like I identify a lot with your story because I could be driving and I just imagine these scenarios, right? And yeah. you're like, oh my God. And you know, every time we take road trips, it's like we have these like banter sessions about things that we will be doing yeah, and things. But, that- but Paul here takes visionary to a whole nother level, <laughs> man, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. and, but Paul, like I, um, 
the other day we had a lady come into the studio, right? And she has a cleaning service, right? She goes to these offices. Uh, We're about to send her this podcast. Yes, <laughs> yes. And uh, I remember she calling and uh, obviously we have a, a few questions that we asked before we actually go on a studio tour and you, we just want to learn more about them. And I remember thinking, man, like, this is a pretty interesting concept, but I don't see it, right? Like, I do, like it, we've been around so much content and personally, I didn't see it. So then she came into the tour, we started talking and she was so passionate about the things that were happening in her business, the stories, the, like the, these characters that she encounters in these offices and like her employees and she was telling me all these stories and all of a sudden I was so invested and then I, I'm like, she left, I'm calling my wife like, babe, there's like this podcast concept that we're working on with this lady so exciting about like cleaning, you know, services story that I can't remember now how she's going to be calling this show. But for those, right, that we have conversations and might be listening to the show, maybe something like that so niche, top level, might not look so attractive to go and pursue, right? So what, like on your side, like what, what kept you going? Like, do you ever think like that content was going to resonate or were you doing it for yourself? Like what? Like, what was your thought process around that? What kept you going? Because 100 episodes is not easy, right? Like, I'm sure, like, there were nights that you would come home tired and you're like, man, I have to record, right? Or I have to document this. Like, what kept you going? Yeah, so a couple things. And when I started in, in August of 2018 at, at Waffle House talking to my buddy, Naylor, I didn't really have a rhyme, a reason, or plan. I just was like, well, I'll just start. And I didn't even have a publishing schedule. I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd I'd upload an episode and then the next week I'd be ambitious and I'd upload a few episodes and then awesome. a month would go by and I didn't upload any. Awesome. And, and so I was very inconsistent <laughs> and I, and I didn't have a plan, but I enjoyed sharing the show. So when the sponsor came on board and I had no idea, uh, ironically, Justin Moore is now my sponsorship coach. And I think I've done like 15. He told me I have the record. I've done the most one-on-one -on -one calls with him. I, I think I've done 15 <laughs> sessions. Uh, he is incredible. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, Justin Moore, the, the sponsorship coach, absolute uh, amazing human yeah. being. Yeah. So uh, I didn't, I didn't meet Justin yet. And so I, I made my first sponsorship deal and they had purchased 75 podcast commercials. And so that was, first of all, it was way too much and, and my <laughs> price was way too little. So what happened to the, uh, God honest truth is I just am, you know, want to be a man of integrity. So I'm like, well, I have to make 75 more now <laughs> because I, I, you know, they're going to pay me. Yeah. And so I, just to serve my customer, the, 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 uh, jobbers, awesome. the CRM, yeah, the sponsor, I had to, um, I had to create the episodes. Yeah. Uh, so then I'm now I'm 175 in and what happened at this point, another uh, person in the lawn care industry, Brian Fullerton, uh, he reached out to me in a consulting way. He's like, Hey, I'll pay you. If you, if you come up to Michigan and set me up a podcast studio and teach me how to do this. And he's a YouTuber. Okay. So, so he, he had like a couple hundred thousand YouTube subscribers. So he was teaching me about YouTube. He's like, you have to have a publishing schedule. And, and so he's like, what I'm going to do with my podcast is this is 2019. I'm meeting with him on November, 2019. He's like, my publishing content or schedule is going to be Monday, Wednesdays, Fridays. And then, and then, and then he's like, without fail, I'm going to do a podcast Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And I didn't even have a publishing schedule. So he motivated me. I was like, Oh, that's how the YouTubers do it. They have a schedule. <laughs> Cause I was just willy nilly in it. Yeah. And so what happened was he motivated me. So I started doing uh, Monday. I think I did, I forget what days, but I did two or three a week. Yeah. And then yeah. I realized, you know what? 
I, I could do every day. Like, what do I got to lose? I'm, I'm single. I don't have a wife. Uh, I don't have children. I don't, I have time. I already have the equipment. So I was like, as an entrepreneur, I was like, I wanted a creator like challenge. So I was like, I'm going to try to do daily and just see what happens. Yeah. And that was uh, at the beginning of 2020. Uh, and so at the beginning of 2020, I was like, I'm going to see what happens. So every morning, 5 a.m., I started uploading a schedule and my download numbers went through the roof. Like Amazing. I went, I don't know if I 10 X or what, like I, I, I literally started getting 150 to 160,000 downloads per month talking about lawn care. Wow. And I was only getting, I don't know, like 10 or 15,000 when I started in, in, in uh, going into 2020. Were you and doing that? Were you doing some kind of external marketing or was it just like a uh, change no. of, of the frequency of like your publishing? The algorithm picked me up. So then when I, and I tested this on other people's phones, uh, when they listen to a podcast about business and it says, you may also like, it was the, the algorithm was organically promoting me in Apple. Wow. It would say, you may also like, and then every podcast that came in after me that was about lawn care, landscaping, the trades, home service-based businesses, you know, painting, contracting, all of that, somehow it picked me up. So, mm -hmm. so someone would be listening to a podcast and then it would say, you may also like, and it was me. And so if I wouldn't have changed my publishing schedule to uh, daily, I don't think it, I don't think I would have um, got the wings to, to soar yeah. and take off like I did. So once I started that in 2020, my audience uh, began to kind of count on me that, as the morning show. Like, hey, every morning, Paul, I know if I tune you on, I'm going to get some kind of motivation or business nugget about life. And, and so then I just like now I'm like awesome. I feel an obligation to my audience to, to be there for them every morning. That is, that's amazing. Um, first of all, I got to share this comment from, you know, a, a couple of minutes ago. I've been like stuffing it in. But you mentioned, you know, my story is like, it, it, it's very normal. And then you share how you were driving on the cornfields and you had this vision. <laughs> and I was like, wow. I was like, that is absolutely amazing. First of all, uh, I don't know if normal, but what I'm thinking is we might need to go for a drive on some cornfields <laughs> to see if we get some 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 sort of vision like this. Man, it's absolutely amazing. I love it. Um, well, what's crazy is the visions come to pass. Like I, and that doesn't happen on every day. I don't have a vision from God. The vision happened in August of 2018, and now it's happened. You Guys manifest, in their manifested it, yeah. In their in their vehicles are listening to me now. So it's that's like so cool. That's a yeah. It, It's a finished story. It happened. Exactly. What I saw happened. It's, it's amazing. I love the, you know, we believe in manifesting your reality and, you know, like that story literally gives me chills. I'm like, wow, that is so cool. <laughs> and props to you for chasing that, right? Because a lot of people might see that and then just discard it as a crazy dream. But you're like, you know what? I'm going I'm to take a risk out here. I'm going to lean into that. Now, my brother did ask you a question that I had, which was a on the promotion of the show. And I'm sure there's a before and an after, right? A before your show took off, before you became a full-time creator, and then obviously now after. I've seen that you have multiple clips. You do, you know, different type of things to promote your content, not just the podcast. You know, you have books. You're a best-selling author, right? Like, I mean, you have gone all out on this. But at first, I'm curious also on... Let's stay on the before being a full-time creator. When you were creating your podcast, you know, one of the challenges most people have is 
the quality of their content, right? They get stuck on trying to make it perfect. And then eventually the content doesn't really make it out. You had this 100 episode commitment. Then you had the sponsor, which in a way added a little bit of extra pressure and extra commitment. And like you say, you're a man of integrity. So you had to, you know, finish those 100 episodes no matter what, because they were paying for it. But a lot of people can get stuck and maybe their timeline can extend because of that perfectionism, trying to make something that is really, really, you know, maybe beyond what their bandwidth and capacity allows. Mm -hmm. So what was your focus at first when you started doing that? You're like, I'm just gonna sit down, I'm gonna write something, I'm gonna talk about it, I'm not even gonna write, you know, do you diminish friction on that creative process in some sort? I'm curious to know a little bit of that process on the before, and now how that process looks now, how do you structure your episodes? Are you having hooks on purpose, right? To try to retain people to listen. Yeah, so to totally. So 2018, 2019, uh, in the beginning of 2020, I basically had a microphone set up in, in the corner of my bedroom. And one tip that I would share or to help me is it was very easy for me to record an episode. So if I got home from mowing all day and I have crazy stories from uh, rattlesnakes chasing us to uh, yeah, I knocked a customer's mailbox over to I got a really, really funny story about something we did and I'd have these crazy stories. And so I'd be out working during the day and I'd be like, oh, I can't wait to share this. And because I don't have a wife to come home to to be like, hey, baby, here's what happened at work today. I'd come home, I'd have grass all over me, I'd be sweaty. And I like I would literally be excited to turn the microphone on and be like, you guys will not believe what happened today at Randy's house. And, and, and I tell the crazy story of what happened and, and, and my audience could relate so much because they all, all this stuff that's happening to me, they're listening to like, oh dude, that's like, like we ha as lawn care and landscaping in our community, we just have crazy stories of being at people's houses and the crazy stuff that we see. So I, I would just naturally just, just share that uh, 2018, 2019, 2020. And then uh, in regards to uh, TikTok, that came out in 2019 and so I, I dabbled with TikTok. Uh, Gary Vaynerchuk's like, you got to get on TikTok. And and so I did in yeah. um, 2019, Charlie D'Amelio was on there and Addison Ray and me. There was like three, I was like, <laughs> there's people. And so I had 64,000 followers on TikTok like that. Like I just, wow. I just started making a few videos and I regret that I didn't take it serious. So I, I actually then in 2019, I got a whole bunch of followers and, and then I like deleted the app because it was wasting my time for like two years. And then when I reopened it back up in 2022, uh, time had kind of gone by and it was harder to grow on there. And, and so I regret not doing that. But then I was like, well, Instagram reels had just kind of came on. out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I had 6,000 Instagram followers just that I accumulated over 10 years. Uh, yeah. So I had 6,000 followers of 10 years worth of publishing mowing content on Instagram. And so I made a goal. I was like, well, I'm going to be real intentional on Instagram because I, I missed it on TikTok. I didn't take it serious. When Gary Vaynerchuk was saying publish on TikTok, yeah. I heard him. I did it for a few weeks, gained 60,000 followers, and then I just shut it down. Mm. So I'm like, okay. <clears throat> I wrote this in my journal in, uh, uh, it was April or May of 2022. And I said, I want, my goal is to quadruple uh my, my Instagram and get 24,000 followers. So I started being real intentional making Instagram. Uh, I would just film us mowing. Like we were, you know, we were mowing or we were weed eating or we were doing something landscaping yeah. and I'd film it. 
And then I just put a trending sound on top of it. I grew from 6,000 Instagram followers to 120, uh, 120, 22 or something like that. Was wow. Over a hundred thousand that summer, like, uh, before the summer was ended, uh, in August of that summer, my, my Instagram had gone over a hundred thousand. And so because of that, I started getting, uh, I, I had a brand reach out to me and they said, Hey, um, we want to do a sponsorship. And I was like, okay, cool. And, uh, I was like, what do you usually pay a creator for something like this? I didn't know. Yeah. Uh, cause podcasting, I had my rate, but it wasn't much, you know, I was, wasn't much. And I'm sitting there and the lady's on the call. She's like, uh, 20 to 80,000. And she's like, do you think that'll work? And I'm sitting there <laughs> thinking, I had to put my poker face on. I'm thinking 80,000 in the back of my mind. I was thinking, did she mean like for the campaign that they pay all the creators or did she mean for me? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, 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 you know, got my poker face on. I was like 80,000. I was like, I was that's reasonable. I was like, you know, we could, I'm sitting here trying to like not laugh, but I'm like, you know, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure we can work something now. That's reasonable. And I, I get off the the call and I call my producer. I was like, dude, this brand just told me they wanted to pay me all this money. Like, this is the craziest thing I've ever heard. And I was like, there's no way I heard that right. I was like, I think I misunderstood. So <laughs> later that week I had found Justin Moore. Like I just randomly had seen him on the think media podcast. Like, oh my gosh. I'm, I'm going to reach out to this I need to call him. <laughs> yeah. So I called him with a thousand bucks to get on the call. But I'm like, well, if I have 80 grand on the table and I pay him a thousand, what, what's the big deal? So I, I, I call him and I tell him the story. I was like, I was like, Justin, this brand, I asked them what their budget was. They told me 20 to 80,000. And I was like, did they mean for me or like for everyone? And he was laughing so hard. He's like, that was for you, dude. And, and, uh, so anyway, he walked me through. I ended up getting the deal. It was awesome. And I was like, this is the craziest thing ever how much money this brand wanted to pay me. So just like the original sponsor, I, I took my podcast serious when I committed to 75 episodes for them. When I got this first big brand deal for tens of thousands of dollars for very minimal amount of work. Uh, and I saw that money going to my bank account. I'm like, Holy crap. What if I like rinse and repeated? Yeah. And so then I really became a student of short form vertical content. I started getting into, um, I, I joined a guy named Hey Dominic from um, Dubai. I joined his Instagram uh, uh, mastermind. I joined a YouTube mastermind with a bunch of these YouTubers, uh, Taylor Michael in Louisiana is the teacher. And I, I joined their, their mastermind for YouTube. And I started learning all the, how do you make, how do you master short form vertical content? So that created an evolution of my podcast where now it's like uh, we make a long form piece of content and then we cut it up into short form pieces of content uh, from that and put it on LinkedIn and TikTok and Instagram and YouTube shorts and Facebook. So now I have a whole machine where every single day I'm putting out audio content, uh, LinkedIn content, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram without fail, you know, pretty much at the same time every single day. And, and I'm obsessed with it. Like we don't, you know, I don't miss a day. Um, of, of creating content. So now it's real intentional and it's real strategic yeah. and it's, it's absolutely the funnest thing I've ever done in my life. Like I wake up every morning and I'm like, I can't believe I get to do this every day. Like I, that's I so absolutely cool. love it. That's amazing. Dude, congrats. That's yeah. so amazing. Yeah. What, 
when was the moment where it was like a full on transition to full time creator, right? Because obviously, you know, we, we work with a lot of businesses and companies that the content is part of their strategy, but at their, like under the point of view, they're not just gonna shift the entire business model to be a full time content creator. Maybe that becomes like a, an opportunity vehicle for them, right? And then it becomes, it becomes these only vertical. And also for independent people, like they might, you know, uh, they might love the, the business that they do, like the, the work that they do. And then this is like a second thing, but they might not even think that was an option to go full time on this. Uh, maybe if they get a $80,000 call, you know, they'll be like mm, rethinking their choices. Uh, but for you, like, what was that moment? Like, and, and was it a hard decision to, to make? Like, how, how do you balance it? Do you still do long care? Right? Like, um, can you walk us through that a little bit? Yes. And, and, and in hindsight, I would have done things differently than, than how I did them. Yeah. But this was all happening so fast. And so my if you would have asked me in 2019 or 2020, I would have been like, oh, I'm always going to do a full-time landscaping business and, and, and have a little weekend hobby podcast. That, that was yeah. my, that was my plan. And my landscaping business at the time, on, when I started the uh, transition, I was doing the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. That's our NFL football team. I know yeah. you guys are soccer guys. Uh, but, yeah, we'll still, did, we'll still get sports. We, we, you know. <laughs> go, go Jags. We play tonight, by the way. <laughs> uh, I was doing the the players, uh, the captain of the team, the head coach. I was in a very nice neighborhood nice. serving very high-end clients, you know, earning a good amount of money. Like my, my business was good. And so I started getting yeah. counsel from people and they, they kept saying this term, get the boat close to the dock, get the boat close to the dock. Meaning if your income making content is, is what you're used to, you know, paying yourself from your landscaping business, you know, once you kind of hit that number, then, you know, you're, you're good to go. And so I, I kind of set a goal, which was a six figure goal. Like I, I, I want to earn this amount of money. Yeah. And if, if I can make that much money in content, then I'll transition the the landscaping work and and I made some mistakes in doing that because I I uh, I can get into to how I did it wrong but but essentially I started making that transition in 2022 mm. and then last year in 2023 I just did a hundred percent content so nice. I still have a landscaping business and I'll do a job here or there but it's in the yeah. it's it's the side hustle now wow. and the content is the full time. My, my 40 plus hours a week is on making the content. And then if I want to do a job just cause I love, I, I genuinely, yeah. it's therapeutic for me to go do landscaping work. <laughs> uh, I, I enjoy it actually. I'll, I'll go do that as more of a, you know, yeah. a, a side hustle. I don't need the money just, type thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, I mean I bet it feels good to get outside and then do something that you did for so many years, right? But now also probably with a different need because now you're like, well, I don't really need this to fully provide, you know, for myself and, you know, take care of my needs. But now at this point, you're already like, cool, I can do this at my own pace. Any amount of clients that I want is probably relaxing. Yeah, and it's, it's uh, w one of the things my mentor told me is like ride the wave, like with the content, I don't know how much longer the brands are going to be banging down my door, paying me, you know, yeah. tons of money. And so while it's this good, I'm going to, I'm going to ride make that wave. It. I'm going to yeah. make it while I can. And if it starts to slow down, I'll just go right back to what I know. Yeah. Uh, I know how to market to get customers in landscaping. I know, I mean, I'm a, you know, I, I have no problem going back to the, the lawn care landscaping as a day to day, yeah. but I would regret being out there all day wondering, well, what would have happened if I took content serious? Cause I already have this thing of 
missing it on TikTok. Again, in, mm. in, in 2019, in, in the spring, Charlie D'Amelio hadn't popped off on TikTok yet. And Addison Ray was, and the, the, them girls hadn't, they, they popped off that summer. Yeah. I was on TikTok before they blew up, blowing up. Wow. And I didn't take it serious. I was like, ha ha ha. Like my brother was like, dude, you're never going to get a girlfriend being on TikTok. You need to do this. <laughs> and like, I was being made fun of because I had a TikTok account. Not yeah. only did I have a TikTok account, I was getting millions of views wow. and getting uh, thousands of followers a day. And then I literally were like, oh, okay. Yeah. I got to get off that. And, and so I have the regret of like, what would have happened if yep. I would have kept being a TikTok content creator? I it would have changed my life probably. But but I now all I have is the wondering. Well, what would have happened? So yeah. I don't want to have that again. And I'm I'm aware yep. that these waves of demand on Instagram or Facebook Reels or YouTube Shorts, like it's you got to be timing it right. You have to be on these platforms at the right time. Uh, the right place at the right time. And grass will always grow in Jacksonville and Atlanta and Georgia, Florida area. Like yeah, 10 years from now, <laughs> you know, the grass will still need to be cut. So I always, I always have that to go back on. So I'm just like, for now I'm, I'm making content and, yeah. and, and absolutely loving it. Uh, I have, um, hold yeah. on. I'm very curious because like, like what, since, uh, you fill out our amazing form <laughs> and you send us all the links. Thank you, by the way, <laughs> I, I, I turned into Instagram and I just like put it on autopilot and started like looking through your formats. I love, like, that's one of the things that, that I really like to do is kind of what formats are we doing? Where are the questions that we're using? What waves on like topics or what waves on locations, right? Like, because obviously there's different formats. You talked about your long form into short form, right? So you have your interviews whether that's your podcast or somebody else's, right? And then you, you you have those clippings so we call that safety net for a lot of people right that it allows you to create a lot of consistency for a long time but also you have these amazing clips that you go to events and you interview other people and you ask these random questions like what was the craziest thing that happened i remember this guy was like oh yeah this guy like was trying to rob me in my truck and then he told me that uh you know he was looking for a job and we're like what and then they try to rob like our our like the whole uh where they the the storage unit or whatever and it's like this is crazy and this is super entertaining and i got like really sucked in into into those stories right so can you walk us in our side internally for our team we call that content ecosystem right so you have your long form into clips and then you have those individual clips can you walk me a little bit through what you guys do now on your content ecosystem right you got you guys do the short form at events right kind of interview style you do your long form uh what events do you leverage do you leverage situations in your day-to-day -to, -day to create content like what can you can you go through that map yeah absolutely so The man on the street content that you're referring to, we have a couple big industry events that happen. Uh, we have 30,000 landscapers that go to Louisville, Kentucky every October for our biggest mm. uh, event for our industry called the Equip Expo. And you guys like soccer, correct? Yeah, absolutely. So, so the way I view it is you have your soccer stars. The And, and forgive me, I'm not too much into soccer. It, you have a guy named it's Ronaldo. Okay. You, you, can, uh, you can say Luis. Come in. Luis, that's fine. <laughs> Luis and, and uh, Messi, is that a soccer player? Yeah, yes, yep. that is correct. I mean, I'm, okay. you know, I'm a little above him, but it's okay. You know, for those that don't know. <laughs> so Luis and, 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 and Messi and Ronaldo. But, but you also have media that their full time is like they go and they interview Messi and they interview uh, Ronaldo and, and, and Luis and, and whoever the, the soccer stars are. They're, they're, they're the media. Yeah. And so the way I view myself is we have these like, Uh, lawn care celebrities that, that that have a bunch of YouTube subscribers and everything. 
And so I view myself as the media, like I'm serving my industry. Like people want to, they want behind the scenes of, of Ronaldo or Messi or whoever. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse my, I don't know much about soccer. It's okay. No, you're, you're good. You're crushing it. Yeah. <laughs> like people would love for someone to go up to Messi and be like, hey, Messi, uh, you know, and do an interview. And they're like, they feel like they get the behind the scenes. Yeah. So I go to the events where all the big names in our industry are at and I go as a media person mm. and then I ask them questions that I know will perform well on social media. So yeah. stories perform well, uh, money stuff performs well. So I have a set of questions I ask them and I'll say, Hey, tell me the craziest story that you, you ever had. And I have a man on the street. So I, I pay a local uh, videographer. Uh, he, he, he'll meet me there and he'll set me up with the mic man on the street, Mike. And then I'll, I'll have hours of raw footage and some people, the, the story you were referring to from BNB lawn care, he had an epic story of, of just the last week someone tried to rob him. So I was like, I knew that would perform well because that's an entertaining story. Yeah. And then some people will tell a story that's drier than last year's bird's nest. And then that doesn't <laughs> make the cut, you know, but, but, but I just go with the man on the street at this event. I, yeah. I pay a videographer to follow me around for eight hours. And I ask him questions about stories. I people love money questions. So I'll be like, what's the biggest landscaping job you've ever done? And people will tell, you know, the story and I'll, I'll ask them what their biggest mistake was. And so I ask yeah. these questions that are clickbaity that I know uh, will possibly go viral, you know, and it's all organic. So I don't, yeah. I don't tell them. I just, I, I try to make it as natural and organic as possible. Yeah. And those, those don't perform that well compared to like actual satisfying lawn mowing. Cause like that stuff gets so many views. Uh, it's just satisfying to watch. So I call them content buckets. So I'll have a content bucket that I know will get a lot of views, which is lawn mowing or pressure washing. That's just people like watching something go from ugly to clean or dirty to clean. And, mm. and so I, I post that content, uh, you know, like one out of every three or four posts. And then I post the, the entertaining stories that I go from in-person events. Uh, that that's a content bucket. And then I just, I just, I just create content. That's fun for me. They're like my wild cards of I'm going to go golfing this afternoon. I'm going to go film it and just make some footage of us out golfing or, uh, this morning I was at the gym and I just filmed my workout and I threw up that. It's just kind of a wild card. So a little bit about me, uh, yeah. a lot about our community, uh, and then and then a lot about the the actual equipment performing the the satisfying work. And then I also uh, will record podcasts at these events because you guys have a world class setup, so we can have good audio between Jacksonville and Atlanta. But most people don't have a nice studio like you, especially that are in lawn care landscaping. So if I try to interview them over the phone, they're like driving with their truck window down and the audio <laughs> stuff. So I try to go to these events where I know other industry leaders are at. I'll set up shop with my roadcaster and, and equipment. And then I'll, um, I'll batch record at, at these events, seven, eight, nine, ten in-person episodes. And the audio is great. And usually everyone at these events are in a, a, a energetic like happy mode because they're you know they're away from their hometown yeah. they're at an event they're in a good mood it, it, it's easy listening for my audience because uh you know it's just a fun conversation so yeah absolutely i go to these events and i i just batch they that's so much hard work you know i wake up real early and i create content all night like till till you know wee hours of night and 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 i do that at the event in louisville I was at an event in Michigan. I'm hosting an event in Alabama and nice. I'm just at these events. I'm just 
I'm just yeah. creating content, creating content, creating content. I love it. That's amazing. Are you, do you have an editor like that, that works with you apart from the videographer or is it just you? Yeah. yeah you guys. So, so the videographer, I, I found him off Thumbtack uh, a couple years ago. I, I hired him. Uh, I was like, Hey, I'm coming to your city. Can you follow me around with the camera for, for a few days and just give me all the raw footage afterwards? So he's like, sure. So we did that. And he was so good. He's like, Hey, if you ever need me to go to another city, just let me know. So I'll be like, Hey, I'm going to be in Detroit, Michigan on these dates. We'll be in Alabama on these dates. And so my videographer will actually fly or drive from Louisville, meet me in the city. We have great chemistry, awesome. like everything, like we just know how to film it and, and yeah. audio to sound good. So then from there, I just uploaded to Google drive and then all my video editors, one of them's in India and all the other uh, ones, male and female are in Philippines. So nice. I'll put it in Google drive and then I have a short form vertical editor. I have a long form editor. Uh, I have three different video editors Yeah, and, and I like to have three just in case once. Yeah. I, I just have three and, and they all That's do a good cool. job and, and I just keep them going. So yeah, they're, they're remote on the other side of the world. And then the videographer just meets me in the city to, to, to film it. So. Yeah, uh, that's amazing. Thanks I for love. sharing, Paul, by the way, the behind the scenes, yeah. man. Like that, that's amazing. We're big yeah. fans of like people building their own systems. Like, yeah. So I, I that's why we asked that question. I'm very excited to that, that you got open yeah. the door. And you can tell you're very passionate about it. I want to make a comment about your content buckets, right? And this is something I don't remember who I heard it from, but it was they were using the 80-20 rule in a way but pretty much using, you know, what they know what that performs, just mm -hmm. keep creating more of that because you know that it's performing. But at the same time, you always should be testing a percentage of your content to see what's new, what's going to pop up. Or even if it's content that you enjoy doing even more, right? It's like, all right, well, let me try these new things because I enjoy doing this better than the other type of content. And then that might explode. And then you can allocate some of the resources to creating more of that. So I think that's pretty good what you're doing with the content buckets. Now, my heart is breaking because I have so many questions for you. Time is running out. So I, 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 might have to, <laughs> I might have to pick in here. But something I noticed when I visited your website is that it feels like you now also realize the potential of having an audience, right? And not just from the sponsorship, uh, sponsorship side of things. You were mentioning, hey, you know, I got to ride the content wave while it lasts because, you know, Again, grass keeps growing, but we never know when this is going to last. But me looking at your website now, I notice that you have courses, right? You have books, you have all this array of products that clearly are being sold to your audience, right? Because you're helping them, you've done the work, you've grown your landscaping business. And I'm curious a little bit about that as well, right? Has Is that recent? You just started that? How did you realize that there was an opportunity in there? And how has that process been to create, you know, courses, maybe a curriculum, growing a, a community of, you know, landscapers? Yeah. So a few years ago on my podcast, I started talking about, we have to raise our prices. We have to raise our prices. And you, you joked at the top of the program that you guys were going to charge $25 to cut someone's grass. <laughs> and so we, we always, we always, uh, laugh at how the, you know, the low, low ballers of what we call them yeah. are out there. Like you guys got to raise your prices. And, and, yeah. and so people would start messaging me like, well, how do I raise my price? And I was like, well, I just emailed my customers and told them like, Hey, I'm raising my prices. I, I got to absorb my costs are going up. I got to absorb those costs and, and I'll just, you know, I'll just email my customer. And they're like, well, well, what do I say? And I was like, well, just say this. And they're like, well, can you, can you send it to me? 
And, and so I was like, sure. And so I sent it to them. And then this happened so much. Like people didn't know how to communicate to their customers that they're raising their price. So finally I was like, my one buddy is like, just make like a little template of what you like copy and paste the email you send out, make a template and just sell it. Yep. <laughs> oh no. The Wi-Fi. I wonder if it's ours. Well, that someone could buy it. And these things started selling like hotcakes. I mean, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. I'm like, what in the world? Um, and so then I, I was listening to my audience and they would always ask me about number stuff. Like how much should I charge? Like uh, just money questions about the the business side of things. So then I just put together uh, like a, basically a frequently asked questions of how to know your numbers, how to know your break even point, what to charge to be profitable, all this stuff that I was getting asked all the time on one-on-one coaching calls and, and things of that nature. And I packaged that into a course and that sounds like hotcakes. So what I'm wow. actually doing, I'm working uh, currently uh, over the next couple months and we're, we're revamping the website We're we're making it world-class and, and really fine tuning our offerings and things of that nature. So yeah, there's a, there's a huge audience there, um, you know, to, awesome. to serve my, to serve my listeners with what can kind of fast track their, their learning. And so that's something that I'm, um, if you would look at like my revenue as a uh, pizza, uh, the sponsorship is the biggest slices. It's yeah. the, the sponsorship is, is amazing. But I also am, you know, creating the the courses and the documents and I offer one-on-one coaching to, to help um, folks grow in their lawn care landscaping business as well. So yeah, there's, there's a big opportunity for that. Um, but yeah. I don't want to have all my eggs in one basket um, with the sponsorship stuff, yeah. but it is still like the best thing going right now. That's yeah, amazing. definitely diversifying that revenue. I love it. And I'm I'm looking at your website. It's great, by the way. If, if it hasn't gone through the revamp, this website is still pretty cool. So uh, <laughs> absolutely amazing. Now, I'm curious on, you mentioned that you like to ride these waves, right? So what is the current wave you're seeing? Because on our end, right now, a little bit of background, we have an agency where, you know, we actually produce short form content, we help clients, we actually grab this podcast, you know, we uh, create short form content out of this. And we're noticing that on Instagram, reels are decreasing the reach, right? Mm -hmm. Now people are testing a little bit more of like carousel videos and whatnot. But mm -hmm. I'm curious, what are you seeing on your side, right? As a full time content creator, what is that new trend that you're trying to jump into that you want to leverage? Yeah, well, I would say Facebook Reels is doing pretty good for me right now. Yeah, um, I, I would I would definitely recommend the Facebook Reels. And then um, this is something that I'm uh, in the beginning stages of, but LinkedIn is something I'm really trying to figure out because the sponsorship deals that I'm trying to do with these big brands those decision makers are all on LinkedIn. So it's a whole different animal from TikTok. Uh, it's a, it's a different, yeah. you got to post a different style of content there to, but I'm trying to get better at LinkedIn. Um, so I would say Facebook reels, YouTube shorts uh, are my two best performing right now. Instagram's uh, definitely uh, uh, difficult, but I'm not giving up on it or, or TikTok. Um, and so, yeah. Uh, every day I post on all four, uh, yep. Facebook reels, Instagram reels, TikTok, YouTube shorts every day, no matter what I'm going to post on there. And, uh, I'm also getting a little bit better at LinkedIn. And so the trend is your friend. Um, just, just finding <laughs> like out that. what the, the trend is and, and, and riding that wave. And so, um, 
I like that. I like that perspective. The trend is your friend. I don't think I've ever heard that before, right? And uh, I know a lot of people, and I, I might actually put myself in that bucket, fight a little bit against that, right? Against the trend. I don't want to be like anybody else. And, you know, you mentioned Gary Vaynerchuk before. I don't know why this, like, thumbs up bubbles keep popping up on the screen. They're kind of funny. But, <laughs> but you know, you mentioned Gary Vaynerchuk before, And I remember watching a video of him talking, this this lady asked him a question. It's like, hey, Gary, I don't want to do, I don't want to be like anybody, like everybody else. I don't want to just create content of this trends, etc. And he's like, well, do you want eyeballs on your content? It's like, you know, it's like, that is your door to reach a lot of people. So then you can help him out with whatever it is that you want to help him out. He's like, you got to leave your ego aside and follow the trend. And there are also ways that you can adapt those trends to you, right? It's not like you need to go on TikTok and dance. I'm pretty sure, I mean, may, maybe you have some of those clips at the beginning where you were kind of like dancing and whatnot. But at the end of the day, when people find them, it's kind of like a gateway into the rest of your content. So I really like that perspective. The trend is your friend. Now, If you were starting over today from zero, right? Let's say somebody's listening to this and they're like, dang, Paul is the man. I want to build a business. I want to become a full-time creator. I want to have my pizza slice, you know, <laughs> the, the most amount of pizza slices be from a sponsorship, but I also want to create courses. I want to make a living out of this. What would be your first steps if you were starting again? And let's say you have your main business. <clears throat> and you guys had Justin Moore on, uh, on the previous episode. So I, everything I'm about to share, I learned from him. So I'm sure he explained <laughs> this more, uh, eloquently than I, I would explain. But if you can understand this, this paradigm shift here is that these big brands, okay. Uh, in, in our industry, it's, it's, uh, Lowe's and, and John Deere and, and Home Depot and, and those big brands like that, right. They, they make billions of dollars a year in, in, in top line revenue. On average, they set aside five to seven percent for their marketing budget for the next year. Mm. So that's hundreds of millions of dollars, or you know, in Lowe's case, a billion plus dollars yeah. in these big marketing buckets. And yeah. back in the day, they spent that money on television ads, on radio ads, on newspaper ads, on magazine ads, on billboard ads, and some of these old farts still spend some of it on that stuff, <laughs> but, but they're, they're shifting the money in the, in the scope of millions and millions and millions of dollars to where the eyeballs are, mm. where are the eyeballs at tickety talk, right? Yep. Facebook, Instagram, yeah, uh, YouTube, the green That's industry where, podcast, right? Content is profit. That's where the eyeballs are at. <laughs> podcasting. Absolutely. And what Justin Moore, uh, and again, I, I can't thank him enough. Um, he's helped me earn quite a bit of money and I, I, I appreciate him so much, but he, what he keeps telling me when we have our coaching calls, and this is a baseball analogy or example, he's like, Paul, we're in the second inning. We're in the second inning. We're in the second inning, yeah. meaning for decades, so the big brands spent their money on television in the seventies, the eighties, the nineties, even into the two thousand four decades, tons of money spent on television advertisement, tons of money on radio. You could still go turn on a radio And, and, and listen to an ad on the radio. Yeah. That money is shifting to the creator economy and it's not too late. And you, you have to start with the end in mind though. If you want to get sponsors, 
Like what kind of content? So I'm, I'm in the lawn care space. So I know what companies that sell lawn mowers, I'm a perfect candidate for it. So, so just kind of figure out like, well, what brands would be interested in your content? Like, are you into fitness? Are you into, to mowing? Are you into whatever the thing is and, and make really, really good content. Like my Instagram is my portfolio and, and John Deere and Lowe's, those big billion dollar companies, they reached out to me. Somehow somebody that works for those companies found my content, yeah. went to my website, filled out my intake form, reached out to me. And so if I would have never made content, I would have never gotten on that radar. So, so, so start with understanding there's millions and millions and millions of dollars being spent yeah. in your niche, whether it's lawn care or, or it's fitness or whatever your niche is, there's millions of dollars being spent on advertising. And why should they, why should they invest that money in you? And so just, just start creating content, you know, around that. Uh, but understand, like Justin says, we're in the second inning, like get, get in it, like start making content. There's uh, somebody who listens to my podcast. He lives down in Florida, a little South of you guys in new Smyrna beach. Um, his name's Al blades. And he was listening to my podcast and he heard me talk about making a hundred podcast episodes. Yeah. So he was like, I'm going to make 10 YouTube videos where I go out and I mow someone's yard for free. And, and, and I'm gonna make an epic video about it. And he, his very first video popped off and went viral. And now he has over 1 million YouTube subscribers. Wow. And he made so much money last year. It's outrageous how much money he made. Yeah. Tons of money. A ton of money. Yeah. But he, 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 he made a piece of content and it happened to blow up and go viral. And the trend is his friend. He's, he, he, he's riding that wave. And so you'll never know if you don't, if you don't make the content and and just go for it yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, I, I, i'm thinking here we're gonna have to go set up shop in somebody's yard and record the podcast <laughs> yeah. or something like that you know we got, we're gonna have to find some creative ways still because that, that's the other thing right is that's a very creative way to showcasing the business the skills right going into somebody's house and be like hey look that out I'll do your yard for free, and I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure I've seen these guys' videos because uh, his they, name they, Al Blades, and then there's another guy, SB Moen. I, I think the SB Moen's the one I've seen. The one you've seen, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I have yeah. A, a few popped on my, and I want, dude. I, again, I personally, I'm not like that deep into the industry, and I watch these videos completely. I'm like, yeah. ooh, it's so so satisfying to yeah. see the end product. I'm like, wow, yeah. that I, looks I, nice. I, I think it's about you know because maybe a lot of people listening right now it's like, oh my gosh, like I need these technical skills to do it engaging, right? And if we go, for example, to Paul, your videos, I mean, clearly, like for for our trained eye, we're like, there's an editor behind this, right? Like, and it, they're amazing, right? They're structuring a way that are engaging and super fun and and fast paced, and all these graphics pop up, right? So. But that for some somebody that might be starting out might look a little bit intimidating, and that's okay. That's that's normal to feel that way. But also, right, like if you go to, through the behind the scenes videos or like those reels where you know is a is a it's just one camera setup and they're cutting you know the grass and it's a speed up and there's a voiceover that you do on the app. Like all these apps make it very simple and easy to create and they're gonna actually walk you through that process. So, you know, all you gotta do is like, just try, be like, this is my prototype video. I'm gonna do one, right? And I'm gonna use the app so I I can learn the basics. And then from there, all these ideas are gonna come up. And he's like, how can you create something that 
you know you're proud of that you're excited to do like paul like you were so excited to come home and tell those stories right like and uh, that kept you going for a long time and for us like these conversations are exciting like this is why we do this like three times a week like if not more probably like we're working we're planning a year to see if we can do more of these uh or more shows like different concepts right for next year because we love it right so uh paul your the episode has been full of golden boulders man thank you for opening the doors to to your to your business to your story to your content creation process i think it's going to help a lot of people that tune into the show to like move the needle forward right uh if they have a business or they're trying to figure this out yeah this has been a lot of fun paul and uh you know we've covered a little bit of being broke busted and disgusted <laughs> cutting that grass and making that cash back in 2011 and then to your commitment of 100 episodes right which was yeah. absolutely impressive but then landing this sponsor and making that commitment even i don't know more of like an iron <laughs> fist commitment in there and then later on becoming a student of short form vertical content and sharing some of your awesome strategies like the content buckets right you've shared so much today i'm so thankful um this has been absolutely amazing but i do have one question right and anybody that goes to your youtube channel right is gonna see the video that you have pinned right there on top of your channel is and hopefully this is the right youtube channel is there like the shot the half court shot is that oh, you? you're, you're looking at my other um that that's my little brother so that's your little brother i was gonna say is that you because like <laughs> he used a different name and i was like did paul went with a different name on this video <laughs> yeah so, so so that's my personal youtube channel paul jameson i have another youtube channel called green industry podcast awesome. <clears throat> my little my little brother was at a basketball game Dude. and he shot a half court shot and and, and the, he they asked the um the, the pretty blonde uh, sideline reporter says, what's your name? And he said, most people call me Robbie, but you can call me anytime. And then the whole arena started laughing and he went and he shot the ball from half court and he made it. And yep. uh, the arena exploded. And then uh, the very next day it was on sports center on ESPN uh, barstool sports with Dave Portnoy. They, they published it the next morning. Um, he, the amazing. sports center opened up with his shot and it went so viral. Um, like yeah. whenever I go somewhere with him, um, he lives in a different state. He lives in Columbus, Ohio. But when we go on vacation, people be like, oh, my gosh, are you that dude that made the half court shot? Like, <laughs> like people recognize him. And uh, that's amazing. Uh, yeah. When yeah, I saw that video, I was like, this is legendary. That phrase. Right? <laughs> uh, he also was he dressed like a hot dog, too. Yeah. He, <laughs> If you made the shot, you got um, free hot dogs for a year. And so he made the shot and he was all excited to get free hot dogs for a year, but they only gave him 12 vouchers. Uh, Sugardale gave him 12 hot dog vouchers. So really, he only got 12 hot dogs. Oh, no. <laughs> that's crazy. One, one hot dog a month for Yeah, <laughs> yeah literally. But they hey. marketed their hot dogs for a year, though. But yeah, he got one voucher. Uh, Technically, he didn't have to go one per month. He could eat all 12 in one day if he wanted. But yeah, yeah. he gave the vouchers out to his buddy. So I think he only got like one or two hot dogs out of it. Uh, I think he got the better end of the deal. Yeah. You know, yeah, make it. His girlfriend dumped him because he had a girlfriend. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then the next day he was viral all over the internet for, for saying most people call me Robbie. You can call me anytime. And so his girlfriend dumped him. Uh, uh, oh, that's <laughs> hilarious. Well, uh, your brother has nothing to worry. Probably wasn't the right girlfriend for him. Dude. Yeah, I couldn't take a joke. Yeah. But anyways. Paul, this has been absolutely amazing, man. Thank you so much. Yeah. And is there anything else that you want to add, Paul, before we head out? Uh, I think I think we covered it. Just just create content and and, uh, and understand it might not be your your seventieth video or podcast. It might be your seven hundredth one that pops off. But for Al Blades, once he had that video popped off, now he's got a million subscribers and 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 he's making boatloads of money. And and for me, it was kind of like slow and steady over the years. And there's these um I call them destiny helpers. Like Justin Moore came into my life, mm. and and he I was at the right place at the right time that I was. Uh, there's a ancient Chinese proverb that says when the student's ready, the teacher will appear. Show up, yeah. And so just getting yourself in position that a Justin Moore or um, I have a YouTube coach, Taylor Michael and an Instagram coach. Hey, Dominic, like, and I have to pay, I, I pay the YouTube coach. I pay the Instagram coach. I pay the sponsorship coach. Like I'm investing in my business yeah. and I'm spending a lot of money on experts. Don't just go hire willy nilly somebody you know, that's not like have a credibility, uh, but you know, put yourself in position to be around yeah. people smarter than you, uh, in the content space. And then, uh, Mr. Beast, you know, like that, that brother, he, he made a bunch of content that was lousy for a long time. Yeah. And now he's the number one YouTuber in the world. So don't, don't expect, Oh, I'm going to go start a podcast tomorrow. You'll probably get three downloads, you know, yep. uh, your cousin yeah. Pookie and your, your mom and your sister, but <laughs> If you stick with it, good things will probably happen. Like Justin says, we're in the second inning. So yeah. so get out, the get out there inning. and make content. Dude, yeah. well, thank you so much, man. Fonzie, anything else that you want to add before we head out? Um, where would you be if you didn't create any content, if you never started? But if you had that, where would you be if you were in the cornfields driving, got hit with that vision <laughs> and didn't take action? Yeah, I'd probably be out there cutting that grass and making that cash, um, which – isn't, isn't a bad thing. I, I enjoy doing that. But the cool thing about my background as an entrepreneur, I knew how, I knew how business worked. So then when I got into the creator economy, it like, it was like, I already knew the business part of things about being profitable and all yeah. that. And I just saw the opportunity. So I'd, I'd probably be out there cutting that grass, making that cash, but I'm in yeah. this air conditioning studio. Uh, living, living the dream. <laughs> That's, That's awesome, awesome, Paul. Well, with that said, guys, thank you so much for tuning to the Content Profit Podcast. Go ahead and follow the show in your favorite podcasting platform and on social media so you can check out Fonzie's new mustache. That is right. And if Paul right here help you move one step closer towards your goal, please don't forget to share this episode. Follow Paul as well and, and leave a five-star review. See ya. Bye, guys.